last time on Rollback to Kai, everybody arrived to the new Tetra branch of Soul Society. There they met a lovely new attendant and participated in some possibly illegal slash legal gambling. We had a new friend gang in the form of Kai. And we had a fight break out in a literal coliseum. Finally, they made it into the actual home branch of uh, Tetra Soul Society, and where they had met the nice attendant, who turned out to be the vice lieutenant of the crazy-ass goblin tech wizard, apparently, that lives inside Soul Society and is acting as the captain of the 12th Division? I believe it's 12th Division. Yes, it was 12th Division. 12th Division! Love that crazy-ass. Finally, after not agreeing to sign away their organs, um, I believe it was Kay. Kay decided not to sign oh, away yeah. their organs. Wasn't oh, no. Not? Thrilled that I led that charge. Thrilled. You didn't, you, what, I don't get what. Why didn't you want the crazy goblin man to have your organs? Uh, because I'm not playing my former Rolpocto character, that's why. <laughs> would your former Rolpocto character would have donated them? 100% understood the value of scientific exploration house down boots. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Uh, and now after they left, it is time to finally meet your squad. So, starting off, I guess we'll go right back to... The attendant lady, whose name I absolutely didn't just forget. Maria. Her name is Maria. Yay, Maria! Maria is uh, kind of just whisper, like, uh, like, looks her head down a bit and just kind of pinches the brim of her nose. And just looks to you all and goes, I'm so sorry for my captain. Um, he's always like that. Either way, uh, time to carry on and go to your new squads, I believe. So, I guess we'll start. Uh, none of you joined the 12th squad, correct? No, ma'am. Uh, I know I didn't. I, I didn't. You couldn't. No, no. I'm not dealing with that crazy every day. Nope. Under- honestly, if I had the choice, I would absolutely. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> um, Squad 11, I see two of you have signed up here. Uh, which one of you two would that be? Um, that, that would be me. Um, I signed up for Squad 11. Oh, I believe your name was Kiyoshiro? No, no, you were, you are Mizu, right? Yeah, uh, Mizukaze. Which leads over to he points uh, and she points over to uh, Palm's character. You're Kyoshiro. I am Kai. Mm-hmm. You're Kai. Okay. Mm-hmm. You talking about me? Yeah, that's that's me. I'm I'm please just Kyo. Uh, Kyoshiro's too. Uh, Kyo's fine. That's fine. Kyo, oh. it is. All right. Oh, look, look who actually woke up and joined the party. Oh, what the hell did I miss? Goblin scientist. Yeah, crazy goblin, goblin scientist. You... Oh, you know what? I'm not even gonna ask. Just yeah, Squad Eleven. That's the one. Yep. All right. In that case, 
As a group, I will guide each and every one of you to your squads. Please follow me. And she leads you to like a alley. It's like an offshoot to the right of you. Uh, as you all follow her, I'm assuming you're all following her, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. As you all follow her, you're going through a lot of like twist and labyrinth, almost like oh, like, like like labyrinthine structures. There's just a bunch of twists, turns of like a almost alley-like, but like all it's all the same. It's like a very very singular type wall that just continues to stretch over and over and over and over again, almost in an like a puzzle-like fashion, like as, as if you guys were in a giant labyrinth. And as she's walking around, she is just kind of looking, and you'll just see her stop occasionally and just kind of look around, close her eyes, and just kind of turn her head, and she just goes in the direction that she's feeling. She turns back to you guys and, uh, and says, I understand that you may have to get some used to or get, it might take some getting used to to be able to navigate the, the the area here. Most Soul Reapers tend to just feel the need to jump on top and just kind of run along the top of the entire area. As she is saying that Mizu does that exactly, he jumps up onto the roof of the uh, hallways, corridors, and starts looking around. As you get up there, you see just a there is twelve notable noticeable pillars that kind of surround the entire area. The entire segment of the Tetra branch appears to be in a almost hexagon shaped area. On each individual corners and in the middle, there is pillars of sort that all have like different characteristics to them. One you see steam coming about. One is filled ripely with like a bunch of green and fauna. You can see a bunch of what you can see is just a bunch of um, birds flying around it. There's a couple that actually, you know what? Roll me a perception check for that. All right. Perception. I am actually not too bad with that. Uh, plus three. Here goes nothing. Uh, don't screw me. Uh, 19. All right. With the 19, you can see almost every structure aside from the giant one in the middle. With the, each structure, you see different characteristics of different squads. Like, uh, for instance, there is one that you can make out that is the, that says 12 on the front of it. And that one seems to be very metallic in nature with almost, uh, if, if you were like, uh, like IRL, you would describe it as like normal steampunky. There's a bunch of brass, metal, and just steam coming out of this, this tower. Uh, on another one, you see just uh, what appears to be slashes and crash and cracks in it, uh, and there you can just very vaguely just hear sounds of clanking metal. Um, another one I'm seeing right here is you see the actual squad ten, and with that, what you are going to see is you see very traditional banners being put up. Uh, very high morals you can see going on here. There's uh, party streamers going on d- and different forms of um, celebrations going on you can see. Uh, another one you see from the distance is just a very big fauna one based where it's like all plants have grown over it. It's very pretty and there is a, from what you can see, just like a, a lot of birds fl- flocking around it. 
The others are a bit surrounded and a bit far. You can't really see them too well. So you'd have to get closer to see them all, but you get the main gist of the areas you're going now. And that is when uh, Maria kind of looks up to you and says, oh, yes, I we can do that too. And before you guys can even really move, she just kind of disappears from your vision and just appears right beside you, uh, we, uh, Mitch. And she goes, hmm, well, I guess it's best to start from the bottom and go your way up. Um... Since none of you went to squad 12, I guess we'll skip right to, tw uh, to squad 11. And she points over to... Uh, are any of you guys going to jump up with them? Uh, I suppose if she did, I guess she's alright with that happening. So yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's just to survey the area if that seems to be... If, there's, if there seems to be from her posture and body language and expectation that we should follow, then yeah, for sure. Yeah, she, she, she just kind of looks down at you guys. Are, are you, uh, will you guys follow? She's wholly okay. expecting you guys to do as everyone else basically does. Yeah, then go ahead. Go with us. All right. She points over to the battle-torn one that appears to have scars and cracks in the tower. Uh, and Mitch, uh, you still hear that vague sound of clanking. And she starts walking slowly at first. And as she starts walking, she starts to speed up. And she starts sprinting. And eventually she starts dashing across the thin layer of the wall that surrounds the uh, that surrounds the inner the of the soul society so you can see her literally just sprinting across the rooftops and as she gets a little bit away she looks back and just and just kind of eyes you guys seeing if you're going to follow her or not he's uh, uh Mizu's going to follow right behind her all right <laughs> yep yeah, i'll follow yeah no reason not to yeah okay. that seems to you as so you guys, want us to do that same thing too, might as well. As you guys are running, she um, she starts trying to speak to you all and says, "So you are all from the Soul Society, correct? In the Eastern Branch?" Yes. Uh, yes, ma'am. We are. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> yes. Out of curiosity, um, where what kind of skills have you all been taught? I. I I know it's standard in other places to tend a type of percept, uh, perception-based abilities, such as being able to sense spiritual pressure. Is that something you all can do? Yes. yes. You all, um, if you guys um, are not able to do this, we can discuss it a little bit. Uh, but I am allowing you guys, or I would like to allow you guys to uh, be able to sense spiritual pressure if you guys focus on it. So I'm going to add a little mechanic here with Mitch's permission real quick. Yeah, for sure. Um, spiritual sensing. So you guys can take a second now, and if you, you can do a perception check. And if you do a perception check, if you get above a 10, you'll be able to accurately read a area for spiritual pressure and gain a, um, an addition. You'll gain, you'll gain a bonus to your, um, your perception checks. You have Here's to. A question: What if? Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no I was just gonna say, like, you have to, like, let me know you're gonna do this first, so that way, if surprise attacks can still be a thing, you have to let me know you're sensing. But yeah, go so, ahead. What were you gonna say? Suppose your passive perception is higher than ten. What? What implications does that have? Oh no, that's just a that's just a fail succeed thing. That doesn't actually okay. give you a score. It's just like, oh, you do better than ten. You you. You're able to sense properly. 
if you sure. do I guess it, what I mean can't. is like, you know how some people are generally better at like, I mean, hey, we all know Renji. We love Renji. Renji's shit at sensing spiritual pressure. There are some people who are better at it than others. Uh, so I guess my question is, if your passive perception is high, uh, does that imply some sort of baseline awareness? Yes, you have a standard one. So like if um, we can go in a little bit more detail to it later because you just brought up a thing I didn't think of. Okay, no um, but yeah, uh, we can absolutely. So, so we could talk about that a little bit later. But yeah, no. So, what yeah, I'm thinking sure. of is, if you have a high base perception, you might have a standard like baseline perception of spiritual pressure. But for those who aren't too good at it, they still want to be able to sense spiritual pressure. They can actively tell me they want to try, and I'll give them a bonus to a perception check. But for people who have a high passive perception, you basically it's just an auto succeed, which is what I'm going to think about it. Uh, so for now, we're going to try that. Right, I'll give it a shot. So um, my passive perception is a 13. Um, so uh, I can still I'll still roll, um, and see what happens. I'll try and sense some sort of uh, spiritual pressure. All right, go ahead and roll me perception. I got a four. You do not succeed. Mm. So you attempt to, but the sudden influx of you being in a whole new place, along with um, technically, like, well, not even technically, you have a lieutenant level being right beside you, which is something you, you aren't used to yet, since you only recently were able to be able to uh, sense this kind of things. Um... You are. Oh, okay. That's being answered. Okay. Um, since you're still not used to it yet, so you kind of just get overwhelmed for a split second, and it, it, it auto shuts down for you. Your brain kind of blanks out and just kind of stops doing it, almost as a defense mechanism. Uh, anybody else wants to try? Be on. Uh, please. Now it's time. Uh, I'll sure. Do it in an active way. Why not? Yeah. All right. For any of those who Incredible. wish to, please uh, roll a d10 right now, or roll a roll a per uh, perception check. All right. Uh, that's a 19 for me. Ooh. Oh, uh, you are an ace in this. Like this, like controlling and sensing spiritual pressure is something you've been naturally good at for a while. Mm -hmm. And you excelled about this in the academy. So what you do is you kind of listen to her and actively try to do what you remember from the academy. As you recall, you take in the energy around you, the Rietsu, and it flows into your psyche. And you're able to almost perfectly map it out. This being in your brain allows you to sense that there is large pockets at the tops and bottoms of each one of these towers. So while the, uh, the average, you have pockets here and there of just what you can describe as other soul reapers with, uh, there with their sense, you can, wow, words with, um, you can sense their spiritual pressure. You sense just massive pits of them at the, at each tower. Like there's just either a lot there or there's some strong people there. Oh, wow. I think I say that out loud to Maria. Probably. I think I say I'm sensing, uh, Toward the top and toward the bottom. That's quite high density. 
she's gonna like quickly turn to you and just says, "Oh my, that's rather impressive." Oh, I don't know what she's talking here. about. I can't sense shit. <sighs> well, we all have our. No, your friend there just sensed the captains from a fi- from a quite a bit away. Oh, uh, don't make any this. mistakes, Maria-san. Mizu-san has made it quite clear that I don't think we're friends exactly. Shame. You all would look. I feel that you all would work well together. Well, that's. I did not. I did not say that we couldn't be friends. I'm just. I, no, no. I was interpreting subtext. That's all. I'm sure you could kick my ass if we fought with Zompakto. So I think we can call it even, right? Okay. I'll, um, I'm gonna go back to what I was doing now. You just see him like start like doing the Gordon Ramsay like the the fucking forehead so starts clenching oh. up and he just starts sweating. <laughs> come on, come on, work. It's and working. <laughs> as you guys start running and you keep running, you start approaching the first tower. Uh, Maria is taking you all to, which is the Squad Eleven Tower. This one, you see, as you get closer. You're not only able to see the battle scars on each on this tower and the cracks, but you're also able to see like scattered weaponry. And as as you're approaching, you're seeing more and more random like uh, gym equipment being thrown around, and just a lot of like trash. This is obviously not taken care of too well. Not, it's not very clean. And you feel and as you guys make a approaching feeling of this, you just guys can cinch. Uh, you can not. You can hear clashing metal writhing about as if they're as everybody's just training, and you just start hearing going about. And finally, as Maria, you start getting to the era, you actually start seeing random, uh, uh, random soul society members, both of like different varieties. You see some which are very tall. Some of the members are, um how do I say very tall around like eight to 10 feet tall. And they are gray in skin with black tattoos over them. And the ones that you see like this are not very hairy at all. They have almost no hair. And you see that along with other people, other types of people, which you guys have seen and been described as Oni's walking around and, being buddy buddy with all the people, and as they're like lifting weights and training them against one another. Um, most of you guys, since you guys haven't seen this, uh, I'm assuming some of you guys would be a little bit surprised about this. Seeing an entirely new race of uh, people. Is these guys are rat? Do they see the sun often or something? Is this normal? The gray skin? It doesn't look healthy. Maria says then. These guys are pretty beefed up. They must be really strong. I want to try them out for myself. Hey, you! Uh, He's going to get folded. That's what everyone calls it, right? When a pack from on a t-shirt. Oh, wait, um, you, Kay, right? 
You're the one that sensed all these people from far away? Uh, if it was these people, then yes. How strong were they? Remarkably so. Uh, although... Can you see? Am I, am I sensing strong spiritual pressure from these guys, or am I just uh, in awe of their... Give me, give me their... check. Okay, okay. Oh, gosh. <laughs> 22. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. From what you can feel, these guys, they are stronger than all of you. Uh, save for Mary, but uh, this is the first time you really notice it, too. Uh, Mary's league stronger than these, these fools. Like, she is giving off so much spir uh, spiritual energy right now that um, it would be comparing a, um, a, ch a toddler to a fully grown uh, adult. And um, these guys are stronger than you, but they are nowhere near what you were sensing before. Uh, well, listen, Kyo-san, these, these people are strong their own right, but I think what I was sensing before was coming from somewhere else. Was it that captain you'd mentioned or something like that? I yes. might be able to guess, but I don't know. I'm as new here as you are. That is when uh, Maria steps in and says, what you're referring to is Captain Fuhana. She and she's is... going to be captain, right? She is going to be your captain, and I would advise not fighting her at all. I want to see him get his ass kicked. Come on, let's let him fight. Mm, I would not recommend that at all. Uh, take all the fun Unless away. you would like to lose a limb. Jeez, I kind of need both of these limbs to fight. I mean, not that I wouldn't mind losing an arm sometime in the future, but you're right. I'm not trying to die right now either. Sheesh. But I'll take your word for it, Kay. Thanks. Anytime. As for your other question about their skin, um, they are not human. I, I mean, I they kind of connected the dots. They're, the, they're kind of really tall and muscular and gray. It's kind of weird. Same. They are a race referred to as Goliaths. And uh, they're somewhat rare in Tetra, but uh, they're not exceedingly rare, as you will probably find a few of them in every town you go to. As for the other ones, they are called Onis. I'm sure you all know about them, as you have quite similar, if not the same, characters in your legends, do you not? Oh. They are, you can think of them as very similar. Thankfully, the cultural exchange area has done wonders with educating us on the other world's cultures. So we have had time to make somewhat of a comparison between our world and your world. So the best way I can say is these are similar to the Oni you call and the, the Onis you call, well, Onis in your world. As for the remarks, and she kind of just uh, looks over like where the direction of the sun is, and just says, oh, I believe it's time for us to keep going. Uh, shall we continue on our way? Certainly. Alright, and she starts dashing towards the, um, the building once more. Uh, after about a couple minutes, you guys get there, and 
she is jumping down to the ground floor because you guys have been running on top of the walls at this point. She just jumps to the floor and uh, on the ground you can see the first sign of like a clean area like since you guys got into like the 11th squad's area. Before like the walls and the the halls were like uh, and the streets were like almost like littered with like workout equipment and trash. Here it is very clean and you can see a very gym aesthetic area going on right now with a bunch of um, rings is the best way I can describe it forming around the entrance to the tower. There is about six rings each having their own like all forming one giant ring at the very center and they are directly in front of the door almost as if this is a um, to get in you would have to make a fight occur. Um, before this, any of this fight does occur, however, uh, Marie steps up and says, this is the 11th squad, better known as the Battle Maniacs. They all love a good fight, and they are all about fighting, put it in perspective. They love nothing but fighting and will do anything they can to get to a fight. As you can see, they're not the cleanliest of people, however, they do have standards. Any ring of combat is sacred to them, and they will not let it be defiled. As you can see on the way here, trash over there. But as you can see here, ring on the ground, no trash on the ground here, because this is sacred ground to them. And what they recommend do, uh, what I recommend doing here is, if someone does fight you, or attempts to fight you, be smart. Don't try to go brawn against them. It's the one thing you have going for you right now. This squad is the smartest. And as she says that, she, uh, you all hear a loud like female kind of just yell, what the fuck did you just say? And that's when Maria goes, oh no, the, the ogre is here. And she turns around and looks towards the door, which is, as she turns around, being slammed open so hard the door comes off the hinges and just lands directly like flies directly uh, vertical into a wall and just goes is that that bitch Maria I hear oh, and you I see like a tall you see a tall almost seven foot woman with, with long red like frizzy hair um, spiky hair come out and she is wearing a um, long like red with black fire robes around her normal clothes which is a uh, what, what was her name you guys remember the one lady from uh, Bleach that had the wooden arm oh Kukaku Shiba her girl yeah. Yeah. she's Absolutely. wearing an attire very similar to hers and she walks out Say the only thing going for her is that she has like uh, these very big baggy pants going on. So you can think of like all the attire she had with the addition of like very baggy like pants. And on her knuckles and wrist, you see a bracelet that turns into knuckle dusters. And on each one of the knuckle dusters, you see the, the symbol for 11 inscribed into each one of the. Um, the bracers she has a it almost looks bracer like you can see like an 11 inscribed on each one of them 
And she walks over. Is that that bitch Maria here? And Maria then turns and says, Apologies, we don't get along. Hello, Roni or Ronai. And that is when uh, Ronai turns to her and goes, What the fuck are you doing here? I'm here to drop off your new recruits. New recruits? She looks around. Which one of these scrawny pipsqueets wants to join this place? Uh, that would be me. I'm one of the scrawny punks. And he does the air quotations with his fingers. Nah, you're scrawny. And that's when she starts, like, walking towards you all. And as she takes her first step out of the tower, uh, I want everybody here to make a constitution roll. Oh, great. This is where we die. Oh, jeez. Oh. A 20. 21. All right. I got 19. 19. Same for me. That one. Oh, no. So for the two nat ones, you're immediately start like sweating so bad you feel that you're about this literally the feeling that's being given off right now as if as it's as if you are a small animal that just got cornered by like the biggest beast you've ever seen in your life. And you are all sweating so much that you feel like you're about to cry. As for the people who um who got below an 18, your entire body just starts going heavy. Like it's it's as if like Oh, you just got an additional like hundred pounds in your body, and it is weighing you down. As for the people who succeeded, you are also getting pressure. However, you're still able to move just barely in it. And as she takes like steps further towards you, the feeling starts getting worse and worse and worse. And she just goes, uh, looks over, and and uh, uh, Zoe, did you get a passing score? Yeah. What'd you get? You got 20? Yeah. All right. So you and uh, Mitch, both of your characters are able to at least look up at her. And she looks, um, she is staggering over you two right now. And as you can tell, what a, like she's wearing baggy clothes to hide the fact. However, she is extremely muscular and uh, very, very tr- well trained. As she walks up to you, you guys can see battle scars all over her, her forearms and wrists. And on the finger and on her fingertips and like the exposed areas of her fingers, you can see like uh, at the bottom of them are calluses and different types of scars ranging from like very bad cuts that look like the fingers should have come off all the way to just thin little cuts across her like uh, the knuckles of her fingers. And she looks to you and just kind of like it cracks a slight smile, and she says, hmm, you need work, but, and all of a sudden, every single one of you just feeling goes away. I could use, I could, I could, hmm. You could do, you could do. So, these are the little shits that are going to be joining my squad. I'm assuming it's the two that could actually stand up, right? Anything less, I won't accept them. And Maria just looks at her and goes, 
Ah, uh, yes, that that is correct. She will be, or they will all be. They will not all of them. These two will be joining your squad as of today. Please, you two, introduce yourself. Zo and uh, over at Mizu, kind of sees that he's a little bit. We 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 in our feelings right now, thanks to this pressure. So we we kind of we kind of there. Cracks a smile, looks over at uh, the captain. So. You're the big, bad, strong captain, huh? <laughs> oh, that's spiritual pressure right there. That's a high I can't forget. I'm Kyoshiro Mitsunari, but they call me Dragonized Kyo. Dragonized? Yeah. <laughs> you don't deserve a bad name a name yet. Make a name for yourself first. Uh, I'm ah. going to um, put a picture of her inside of the uh, the chat. This is the captain you're walking up to right now. And uh, Mizu cracks his neck and goes, Oh, I needed that. That was really, really refreshing. I'm Mizukaze, Wind Soul. And just shows off the two uh, Zalpaktos on his hip. Mm. As you all look up, you're actually finally able to get like a look at her face. And you can see that she is like very grinny and toothy. While she, you can see obvious like signs of like scars on her um, her hands and like forearms. There isn't really on her neck or face, aside from uh, one slight, ga- two slight gashes. You can see like on the c- being covered by the her bangs on the forehead. Speaking of which, her hair is um, almost blood red with, with giant tufts at the top of it, and um, the there appears to be almost red like eyeliner going across her eyes. And you see, like, purple eyes with slits in the middle, uh, just kind of looking at, both, like, all of you. Hmm. So that's why you're over here telling me I don't deserve the name, even though my eyes look as they do. You've got similar eyes to me. Hmm. Well, I was more referring to the badass name, but hey, yeah, we'll talk about the eyes. And she kind of just stares you in the eyes. Uh... And she is going to roll for intimidation. Uh, does a 21. Uh, I don't need you to roll for... What do you want to do? She's trying to intimidate you. So what do you, what do you want to do? You want to make an uh, intimidation roll back? Or you're just going to sit there and take it? No, no, no. I'm going to roll. I'm going to roll. Go ahead. I'm going to roll. Well, good. She got a 21. So it seems the captain has intimidated me a bit. And I'm slowly backing down. Her seven-foot frame versus my almost six-foot frame is... She so just kind of really... like cracks a small smile and she says, Nah. You're too small to eat yet. Maybe when you get a bit stronger. Then you'll be a feast with me. Till then, get some strong. I guess uh, tradition must go on then. And she kind of looks over to the t- towards the tower and just yells out, "Zimko, come out!" And a um, you hear like skittering and a deep kind of growl from inside. And um. You hear, uh, what was the name again? 
uh, Fuhana or Fuhana, like raising her voice again and just says, uh, I didn't ask for the back sass. Come out. As this time, like she's raising her voice and put a little oomph into it. And you just hear a grumble, like a, like a deep, guttural gum, a grumble as a, you hear just large thumps, like. And as you, as like the thumps get closer and closer and closer, you're able to uh, see a better view of who's walking outside. And you see a giant lion, almost, uh, man walk out. It is only it is only be described as a uh, a lion that has like the similar build to a human walking back and walking out in black uh robes with uh yellow patches of just almost fur coming out of like each individual seam and he goes what do you want miss welcome the newbies we got new ones put them with the rest well you're a big yes, kitty ma'am. You ever call me a kitty again? I'm going to eat your face. He turns to his new squadman. And goes, he's an angry kitty. Immediately, you get like a, a hand in your face, like a paw, and just like he picks you up by the uh, the head and goes, "Where's the other one?" <laughs> Crash, so now I got the captain's attention, and now you got the big guy's attention. I can walk, you know, you don't have to hold me by my face. I don't think he should have called him a kitty. And he proceeds to grab your face, Mizu. And uh, picks both of you up. And goes, all right, let's go to the bunk. And proceeds to just start walking back into the uh, the tower. And that is when Fuhana will look over to Mar- uh, Maria and she says, All right, all right, I got the packages. That all you need for me today? And Maria will go, Yes, please don't kill them. We have enough body bags to deal with already. And that's when uh, Fuhana will talk back and say, I thought your captain loved that shit. Yes, however, we do not. It was very messy last time you sent us some bodies. My bad, my bad. Sheesh. Anyway, I'm going back to my map. Somebody fixed that door. Hey, send somebody over to fix that door of mine. Last time we sent somebody over to fix your door, they came back with a broken arm. Definitely try to talk smack. Not my fault, my boys play rough. Yes, ma'am, whatever. And Miri starts turn around as Fuhana starts walking in, walking into her tower, and just kind of like you hear ruckuses going inside, going on inside, as and she's making a mess just to release a little bit of uh, steam she just built up talking with uh, Maria. And that is when Maria will turn to you all and says, "Anyway, next." Squad, let's go. I believe it was turns over to Wakumi. You, you went to squad. T- you chose to go to squad ten, correct? Uh, yes, ma'am. Yes, I did. Good, good, good. Uh, in fact, they are the cultural acquisition squad. 
they are responsible for being very traditional and learning more about the culture. That way we are able to better intake everybody into the soul society. Their job is very important. That sounds lovely. Perfect. Then let us go. And you see her immediately just kind of like flicker onto like the wall again, like faster than you guys can like react. Come now. All right, yeah, jump up and start running next to her. All right, they start running off. Are you all going to follow? Mm-hmm. Yep. As you all uh, start running along, uh, the tower that was mentioned previously by uh, Dell's character, Kai. K? Kai? Hey, I'm K. K? Hey. We've got too many fucking guys. Uh, K? Uh, which had the banners and the different celebrations going on. You see there that the um, there is a bunch of just celebrations going on as you guys get quicker, get, get closer to it. And in this tower, which can be described as very traditional in its um, aesthetic, you see what appears to be multiple cultures being melted into it whether that be from the different types of materials made into the tower to the banners that are strung up all around from almost every single window. There appears to be dozens, if not hundreds, of uh, different cultures being placed into this, whether that be from both your world or from this one. Uh, Inside, you actually see a mix of different soul reapers and um, different uh, earth uh, societies, such as you see a couple of the people you saw outside when you initially first uh, walked in, such as the uh, people you talked to initially, which was one of them being Kenny. The American that you guys had met when you first arrived into the uh, actual uh, Tetra branch. He looks over and he sees all of you and goes, well, I'll be damned. If it ain't you all, how you all been? Oh, rather well. And yourself? Good, good. I'm giving them some. Uh, I'm giving them some uh, background to the American society. Oh. Different, you know, different cultures being bred there. History about it. Hell, I'm even talking about some of the cryptids we go for. Cryptids, you say? Oh yeah, I think um, y'all have. What's the name of them? Hollows? Holes? Empty? Oh, hollows. 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 That's what it is. Sorry, sorry. I don't know too much about that part of the world. No, no, no. That, that's all right. I don't know about yours. And hopefully I'll learn it. Oh, I'm yeah. No, here. No. Pre- pretty interesting, really. Like, we all, we all have uh, similar types. They all belong to different families. And what I was telling him about this giant man that looks like a moth. What do you call it? it Mothman. Oh. Suppose Simple. That makes I like sense. it. You know, I wouldn't want to know about the skunk ape. Uh, it's not actually a giant, a giant skunk. That's just... So there's a you know, look Bigfoot. on Kay's face like he very much wants to know about the skunk ape, but is not yeah. going to ask the question. Yeah, there's no Bigfoot. Uh, um, is that a person? Yeah. No? Think of it as a giant monkey man. Skunk Ape is just a stinky version of him. I shit you not. It is the weirdest thing ever, and let me tell you, they suck to hunt. Oh, oh. 
I'm going to love my new job here. Oh, you don't even know the half of it. Uh, bring up the alien. Alien? Okay, I guess. Well, thank you for talking for you, but um, Miss Marie here is meant to introduce me to my new squad. So I need to see where she needs me to be. Oh, you're joining the squad here? Whoa. Yes. Sure. Oh, are, are you a I, member? Uh, yeah, well, part-time, really. I'm going between. I'm more of a joint cooperation person. Oh, okay. I'm sometimes here, sometimes back in the States. Uh, you said Marie? As in... Maria. Maria. Of the, of the 12th. She's As in, us around. Oh, shit, you got the... Oh, shit. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your guys' tour then. Uh, well, I'll leave y'all to it. If you guys need me, I'll be over here. I gotta finish up the support. Uh, Dude. and he starts walking away, and, like, well, he waves to you guys and just walks away back over to, like, the desk he was sitting at initially. And, um, Marie starts saying, well, look at that, and don't you already, you already know some people here. Quite the achievement. That sounded sarcastic. I'm sorry. Uh, yes, as he said, this is a cultural, this is a uh, joint co- uh, cultural uh, acquisition guild. The job here is quite simple, and that is to gather information based on the cultures from each, both our world, your world, and the different cultures that go into such. Mostly for cooperation purposes amongst the, uh, all of us, but also to uh, compare and contrast the different species we hunt. Okay, very well. That oh goodness, I I accidentally picked the exact place I want to be. Perfect. Yes. Um, if you'll follow me, I would like to introduce you to the captain and the lieutenant. Yeah, uh, very well. Walks over and she starts uh walking up the stairs, going towards um uh, going towards like the upper levels. Okay. Um. Okay, this is where you. Uh, started like you initially sensed like a strong spiritual presence coming from up top here, oh. and as you guys climb the tower, you're going to pass the fifth step, the sixth step, the tenth step, and eventually you're going up to like near the twentieth. You're sensing it getting closer and closer to you, and it is quite spread out. It's not heavy. It's actually a very calming presence. I think I will um, softly mention that to Wakumi as we're walking upward, and just say, "This place has." Some truly powerful people. Uh, and by the way, I didn't mean to step on your toes earlier. I just found myself incredibly curious about all of those creatures that person was talking no, about. No, no, it's quite all right. I, I wanted to know as well. Don't feel bad. <laughs> Good. Well, anyway, I think I think you'll feel at home here. Okay, thank you. And you said it's a strong presence up top? Yes, yes, but not scary. Not oppressive. Just present oh all right good to know our our last captain we met was a, a bit much a bit much for uh, for people like you yeah. and me <laughs> yes so this should hopefully be a better experience well difficult for it to be worse if you ask me yeah i yes i agree anyway luck but i don't think you'll need it okay thank you uh, as you all approach the top, uh, you'll notice this isn't actually a floor. This is the roof. And as you all arrive up there, you sense a lot of um, 
chatter going about as there is a not only just a, a tower now this is a giant platform almost as if it's a helicopter like uh, as us IRL would know it it's almost like a helicopter landing uh, except this place instead of having like a wide open space it is filled with a books shelves and different types of just memorabilia as if they're cultural icons or uh charms from different cultures and up on top of a a giant seat or a perch you might see you see a giant uh almost bird-like creature that has a type of cloth necklace going around their throat and hanging from it you see a beaded necklace uh filled with different gems metals and almost what looks like gold with the symbol of the ten hanging from it. He looks over to your direction, and you sense him just kind of go, Well, if it isn't my good friend Maria, how do you do? As you see this giant, almost uh, perfectly white, uh, bird-like man hop off this perch and slowly fall to the ground with his talons touching the ground, his yellow talons touching the ground before he could. And he slowly just kind of falls to the ground and looks in your general direction and gives a slight, uh, almost humble bow to you all. And, uh, Kay, you know this is the presence you were sensing before. Kay bows immediately in response. Yes, and Wakumi will as well. Immediately you see a uh, slight smile form at his face and goes, Ah... Very kind, thank you. I am High Wing. I am captain of the Squad Eleven or Squad Ten. I apologize. How may I be of service to you all, Maria? If you're bringing them here, are these um, new recruits? Maria looks at him and says, uh, "Yes, um, it may be not my place to, but so I will allow them to introduce themselves." And she kind of like, uh, like. Point uh, signals towards you two to go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, okay, well, I'll come up first. And uh, 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 hello there, sir, uh, Captain Highwing. I am Wakumi, and I'm a new recruit to your division. Hmm, interesting, interesting. Is there anybody else joining? Is it just you? I, I believe I'm the only one joining this division, sir, yes. Interesting, interesting. Well, very nice to meet you. We do, however, have a tradition here. Uh, and that tradition is every, t- every person that joins must share a bit of their culture with us. And he pulls out um, a wet brush, almost like an ink brush, and a scroll. And kind of signals for a, a table to be brought over. And he, ha- he kind of extends his hands with the brush and the, um, the scroll to you and says... If it is all right with you, I would appreciate if you would write a bit about yourself and your culture you come from. Please enlighten us to what kind of life led to you to joining us. Uh, okay. Um, so, yeah, I guess Wakumi, she would write in there uh, about her youth. And, well, since she spent so much of her young, you know, before being a soul reaper hunting different creatures, she would start writing in 
any creature she hunt and the specifics she knew about it. And Wakumi is actually from Tetra, correct? No, no, she's from no. wherever regular original Soul Society is. Oh, and I'd be like, I guess. No, like I, the plan was to in that Soul Society and be like, you know, shit oh, tier okay, hundred something district nowhereville. I okay, so yeah, so you were from the slums then. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, okay, so he looks upon it and um, he sees uh, he starts reading. And he goes, hmm, yes. It appears that you've had quite the life with you. That Ooh. leads to very interesting circumstances. Very good learning experiences. I would very much appreciate if you could join us. Thank you, Captain. I would love, would love to, to uh, make my life larger than it was. Please, call me Highway. I don't, yeah. afraid, I don't. My my people is uh, are are more free spirits. We don't appreciate such flaunty uh, attire or gaunty attributes. And I wear this, and he kind of like tugs on his uh his, his necklace simply because it is just the symbol of being a captain. Had it not be for me, I'd much rather something more accommodating to me. Much less flat. Oh, uh, very well, um, Captain um, High Wing, sir. High Wing. Yes. High Wing, sir, is fine. If that's what Highwing, you wish. Sir. If what may I ask? Are you interested in learning first? Uh, I heard you are quite interested in the different types of creatures. Am I correct? Uh, well, yes, yes, that would be the major thing, and basically any of these cultures in a while for being. When I was a little girl, I basically saw everything my life had to offer at 12. There wasn't much in a run-down little forest, so I just want to see anything. But yeah, I guess the creatures, because that's the most I know about. So I think there'd be enough spillover. He gives you a sort of eye smile and says, Perfect, you already have a drive. That's the first step to becoming a true master of different cultures. First... Your first assignment, then, will be to go to the third floor and request a monster dictionary. Specifically for the Tetra branch. If you're going to be here, the first thing you need to know about is the place you will be staying. That is my first lesson to you. Before you go anywhere, from this point on, always learn about the area, culture, and the people there. Whether that be creatures, actual people, different races, always try to learn about them and blend in as good as possible. If you can't, that's absolutely fine. It'll be a learning experience. However, try your best to make an attempt because oftentimes he leans in closer for you. That's all anyone ever wants to happen. Make an attempt. With that being said, I must get back to my studying. However, I expect great things from you. You said your name was Wakumi? Yes, sir. Good. I will memorize that. Please, carry on. It looks turns over to Maria. Thank you very much for bringing me my new squad mate. If anything else that can be done, please alert me. Until then, I bid you adieu. And as he says that, the wings on his back, which were folded up to this time, stretch out. And you see this almost what feels like 10-foot wingspan 
flaps against the ground and immediately he shoots up with a big gust of wind flying off the floor and he lands right back onto his perch and starts organizing the scrolls around him. Wow. Uh, uh, go ahead. No, well, I guess uh, if Wakumi got her first order, she'd start uh, walking down the stairs heading to the third floor to get that monster dictionary. Perfect, perfect. Now, I believe it is just you two left. And he looks over to uh, Kay and uh, fucking Kay and Kay. Uh, Kay, Kai and Kai. Kay and Kai. Mm. <laughs> I believe you two, who very much sound similar, it's time for your squad. Uh, you were part of the squad 7k, correct? Um, suppose I will be. Perfect. I feel that you might be a very good match for them. They are very kind people. It's good to hear. Thank you. Of course. And she is going to promptly look over the edge of the area and just kind of hop off. Kay shoots a glance toward Kaimon, and for the past couple of minutes, his eyes have been kind of flicking back and forth between the proceedings and Kaimon, and then back again. Uh, and with just a very tiny little smile, jump and follow. Uh, Kai's going to look over before you jump and give a thumbs up. And then follow behind. <laughs> As you two guys, uh, as you all fall to the ground very, uh, and make your little little footholds as Soul Reapers do, um, you're able to make it down to the ground smoothly. And as you walk by, or as you, as you stop, you, uh, you see um, Maria kind of like stop and close her eyes for a second. Oh, you're quite lucky today. And he looks over to, or she looks over to uh, Kay. Oh, it appears your, it appears your captain is actually in for the first time in quite a while today. Oh, where are they usually? In the field, studying and healing. She is very fond to helping people in need. Oh, really? That's that's good. That's a good thing to do. That's an honorable thing to do. Yes, she is possibly the kindest one of all of us. Her and her little lieutenant. Uh, please, follow me. As she starts jumping and running towards the tower that has a large amount of vines and plants growing out of it. That's... Uh, as you all start approaching it. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, he was just gonna say that it was beautiful. <laughs> Yes, she is. She does have quite the green thumb, though that may be because of her uh, her racial attribute. She's very in tune with nature, very much is a fan of it, and does her best to keep it going. As does most of her squadmates. They actually grow their own herbs to use for the healing process. Oh, I've never grown herbs for healing. Well, they're multi-purpose, of course, some of them. But I'm I'm a gardener by trade or and looks to Kaimon again I suppose I used to be 
Mm, perfect. You'll fit right in then. And they, as their squad saying is, anybody with a green thumb can't be bad. Oh. Well, how about that? Uh, as this uh, goes on, um, you guys arrive to it, and you see uh, just a pl- uh, almost a, a grove of different people working on different potted plants and assortments of uh, actual uh, plant life going on the tower. You can see people tending to them, watering them, clipping them, um, different aspects of it going in, and you just see a tire. Their open space is just filled with plants and taken care of and practicing healing techniques on uh, different animals, whether that be s- surgery to fix up uh, animals like broken limbs and or fixing up people who may have gotten injured. You see, actually see a couple of the squad 11 people here getting treatment for the, uh, the fights they were in uh. and the training they had taken part of. And you see that uh, counter contrary to usual, these people are uh, the, the squad 11 people are very calm and very respectful towards the people of squad seven. Mm. <laughs> um, um, seeing that, can I take a quick glance around um, to possibly identify any herbs, as it were, that are known to have calming properties? <laughs> uh, yeah, you can absolutely definitely peruse that. Wondering so if they gave the squad 11 guys weed. I'm lo- yes, I'm looking for weed. I'm looking for weed. <laughs> Uh, it's less weed and more along the lines of they know they shouldn't fuck around because they get free healing here. Oh, darn. Okay, I thought that we'd, like, cultivated our own squad strain or something, but that's fine, too. That shit's in the back. Damn, okay. I'll find it one day. They got that shit underground. Mm. <laughs> it's the finest green in the Cerate, man. Oh, man. <laughs> totally not where I thought. I, like, did not at any point think this character was going to give a shit about that, but in processing a couple things, I think, no, it's, it's not beyond the... Fuck it. Now, now, now I'm making a cannon. Yeah, no. Yeah. They, they run an entire weed business underneath the, the, the tower. Dude, I Fuck lo- it. I'm making I a cannon. I actually love that. I actually love that a lot. <laughs> they, have a, they have a cannabis... Um, farm going off to calm the patients. I, I mean, Lord knows they don't have oh, a lot of therapy in the Cerate, so they might as well have weed. <laughs> you just hear Kay in the background? Let's go, Kay! Kay was going to be like a scan with his eyes and walk kind of thing. He wasn't going to stop and take a look around. It was more just like, oh gosh, how did they make this happen? And that was the first thought that came to his mind, so... <laughs> I mean, not intentional, but yeah, for the rowdier cases, they can use weed. I mean, if it works, it works. If it works, it works. There you go. So uh, she goes, Oh, yes. Okay. Perfect. Follow me. The captain is in her respective uh, floor. Uh, uh, as you guys walk in, you enter. You see a bunch of medical equipment, and um, the inside, rather than the outside, looks very clean and very uh, modern. Almost, you could mistake it for the um, sci- the the scientific research station. How clean this is, and how white, and just very, very cleanly. There's no trace of dirt, dust, or anything. 
very professional the inside of the tower. And it is made to be uh, almost like operating tables, oh makeshift operating tables if they need to do like serious, serious injuries. Um, as you guys walk up the uh, the stairs to each one of the levels, he is you see examining his different fingernails sections. very self consciously. Uh, yeah, you see, you fine. Um, you see the, uh, the the different types of levels that are made for different types of like um, surgeries makeshift, like the major serious, like like if if there was a uh, one for like a uh, emergency services, that would be the lower floors because they need to be able to get them up and and back quick so they can't take them up the stairs too far. So the lower levels are made specifically for emergency services, while the higher you go, it's more focused surgeries like like um. There's one room that appeared to be more dental work for possible races that have to keep their teeth clean. Uh, and you're able to, as you go up, see more specialized. And the topmost layer, you actually have a, a door, like a very, very big steel door. And that is when Maria calmly walks up and kind of reels back her fist and punches the door twice and looks b- back to you two and goes, I'm sorry for quite the show. It's not brutish. It's more very thick door and we still haven't figured out the intercom system yet. Oh. Is hitting it hard so like this that is just how we alert them standard protocol? Is that what anyone should do if they want to enter this chamber? Absolutely not. It's an inside joke. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to, you're more than welcome to. She might get amused very, No, that's very funny. Am <laughs> you're very tense? Uh, would you like some of the special strain? Oh, that would be incredibly <laughs> unprofessional. I couldn't possibly. Calmness is the key here. She looks over, and like as she says that, the uh, the door starts to turn. You hear gears turning. And as the door opens, you just hear a quick press, uh, like a hiss of like steam come out. And as you walk in, um, you see a a girl with horns coming out of her head. She has very medium length, uh, curly red hair, uh, and she is wearing a uh, very little and actual like textured clothing. Rather, she's wearing what appears to be plants. And the bottom half of her is what you notice immediately is that of a goat. Uh, You see that this person um, is just sitting around and uh, smoking right now. Not like a uh, a bong or a hookah. What the fuck have I wrought with that one question? Jesus, okay. (laughs) No, no, she's smoking like a, a pipe. And she goes, Maria, we got to change the inside joke. It's giving me a headache. She was like, it was your idea. Anyway, I've brought you a new recruit. And her and her little ears, like her very long, like pointy ears perks up and like twitches at that. Oh, a new one. Please, please come, come. As she uh, she says that she goes, uh, uh, Yasuo, Yasuo, please bring your guests some bring your guests some uh, seating cushion. And that is when you see a very um, chubby Tanuki walk out from the oh corner. Oh my god! 
by the way, Captain, uh, I got it. And he comes running in with some cushions over his head. I got it. Don't worry. I'm here. Thank you very much, Yasuo. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Uh, I knew people. Oh, how, how rude. Waves. How rude of me. This is Yasuo. He's the lieutenant here. Okay, bows. <laughs> He's just hi. Uh, the bowing thing. Still not used to that. Yes, we, from where we from the it's more or less prankster culture. We come from what's called the Fae. Oh. And it is more of a jokey, in touch with nature kind of place. There is no real manners aside from basic ones, and it's more have fun. Watch your staff. We all like to relax and just enjoy ourselves here. I can only imagine. <laughs> nah, no, don't, don't worry about him. He will only mess with you after you get you to place. Uh-huh. Uh, well, now that I know <laughs> just a very little about you, ma'am, perhaps I will... Preach etiquette for once, he says, straightening up. Um, and even before I introduce myself, I will hazard something else. Say that um, any joke that you and your colleague come up with to gain entrance into this place would be an inside joke because, uh, well, it's about people going inside, ma'am. She stares at you for a second and just goes, <laughs> oh, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> All right. Fine, fine. I like it. I still don't get that, it. Joshua. Inside joke. We're inside. <laughs> oh, now I get it. Quite humorous. I like her. It's, what did you say your name was? Uh, I, I didn't yet, ma'am. Uh, apologies. My name, and now he will bow. My name is Okashima K of Soul Society. Uh, yes, yes. And hmm. I'm a gardener by trade. And I want to call you Oki. Oh, interesting. Uh, I I'm sorry, uh, uh, Yasuo-san? I'm calling you Yoki. Uh, please, by he all means. come up with nicknames, everybody? Quite astounding. He remembers everybody by their nickname. Honestly, it's a bit shocking. Well, if it works. Don't let his actions fool you. He's quite intelligent. Here, here no. have a seat. Have a seat. Uh, of course. I, like, check for whoopee cushions before I sit down. <laughs> Look at that. She's learning. Right. Or they're learning. She, she's good. I, uh, she's, that was close. I almost, I had that planned for minutes now. Damn it. You feel the need to, to remind the listeners yeah, that Kay is six foot two and has broad shoulders and is a man, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't any better. That's fair. He does have very long hair. We're talking like Ukitake long, but even so. Um, anyway, do I see any whoopee cushions or anything else? Pins? Needles? That's, uh, no. You see, uh, yes, yes. The we, we, we wait a little bit before we do any pranking on here. Remember that. Though that does fly out the window when emergencies are involved. In that case, there will be no jokes tolerable. I thought 
Keep that in mind. <laughs> I, I assumed you meant that there was some sort of protocol that occasionally called for an emergency prank, and I was about to have several questions about that, but your explanation makes far more sense. Oh, yes, no, those don't need to look too, too deep into things here. We're quite, we're quite straightforward with what we do. I appreciate that. Speaking of which, I have also been quite rude to you, haven't I? I haven't even introduced oh, myself. Uh, it's no trouble. It's truly no trouble at all, ma'am. She reaches around and she pulls out from behind her a, uh, a golden pan flute with a um, seven inscribed onto it. Like it is uh, both like on the side of each one, there's two rings attached and it almost looks like it's stylized into like a purse mm. as she wraps it around her, uh, her shoulder. I am Estella, uh, captain of the seventh squad. Healer. Healer. I believe you know one of my one of my close friends. Actually, I believe he was the headmaster oh? of your school. Your close friends. Oh yes, very close. Uh, she just kind of winks at you. I see. Oh. Well, who do you think taught me how to play this? And she kind of holds up the, the the pan flute. I didn't know he Quite was musician. He was musically inclined at all. That's incredible. And and that pan flute is beautiful. Oh, thank you, thank you. It was actually a uh, initially a gift from him. Yes, he always did have excellent taste. That made him sound like he was dead. That's not what I meant. Well, that was with how old he is. I wouldn't doubt if it was going to happen soon. Is she just kind of like, like, uh, kind of just like giggles to herself a well, little bit? If it did. I kid, I kid. Probably he would be brought here to your capable hands and you would do something very clever about it. I can only assume. Oh, yes. I've been t taking care of that youngin since he was just a new recruit. Or not. I'm sorry. That was about to be an incredibly rude question. If I'm um, old, yes, quiet. Well, I guess uh, we uh we age differently. Do? Yes, quite differently. I am a couple hundred years old. Oh. But that also takes into account that we are also soul reapers. So, age is more determined by how much spiritual we have. So. No, of course. Is that something that? Happens to everybody who joins your division, ma'am? Longevity? Well, we do lead, lead a healthier lifestyle, so our average is typically longer than most other squads. I suppose that makes sense. Uh, Why? Are you interested? Uh, well, uh, he sort of resists the urge to cast a glance over to his best friend who is not joining this squad. Um... Shakes his head. Simply curious, ma'am. I'm aware that I have a lot to learn about this place. You'll make it in due time. For now, I believe it is time that we just talk. Maria, if it's okay with you, I'd like to talk to my new recruit in private. And Maria just kind of like uh, looks at her and nods and just kind of stands up and looks over to... Uh, uh, looks over to blah blah blah. Names are fun. <laughs> Come on, 
and just says, uh, "All right, I believe it's time to drop you off uh, as well." Ju- wait, just just a moment, just a moment. Um, and he'll stand uh, and will not run exactly, but walk quite quickly back to Kaimon. Um, we'll just kind of take his hands for a second uh, and look him square in the face. It's just that I don't know when we're going to see each other again, and that has never been true. Never once in our... Only once, but I always knew where to find you, even when you were away. It'll be fine. You're... I believe you can handle yourself. Paimon, I know I can handle myself. Can you handle yourself? I'm not a child anymore. He kind of looks at Kaimon's, the lines of his face, which are older now than they used to be when they were little boys and all that. Um, feels the, like, sword honed calluses in his palms. I suppose that's true. Not. Uh, uh, well, anything rash or foolish, and maybe... Try to make a friend or two. I'll certainly try. Promise. And then... I think Kai will uh, step forward a bit and go in for a hug. Kay returns it. (sighs) Good luck in your new squad. Too. You're going to be excellent. Know it. Okay. All right. I'm leaving. I'm leaving now. I'm turning around and I'm not going to look back. Um, I'll see you when I see you. <clears throat> As you turn around, you see your head capping, just kind of like her eyes, kind of like a little bit like uh, widened a bit with like a smirk on her face and her ears are just kind of twitching up and down. Oh my. He sits back down on the cushion and his shoulders have a slightly lower slump to them than they did before, but otherwise he's more or less unaffected. Listen for the sound of his friend's retreating footsteps, but keep his eyes on the captain. Well, as, uh, as the two leave the building, the captain will look over to you, Estella will just look at you and go, alright, well, first thing you need to know here is that we are healers first and foremost. We heal in any means we can, and we are to be protected at all times. Though we may not be weak, our job is to heal and protect. Which means, even if it sucks, even if it's hard, our job and our lives oftentimes are, the, are to be the protected ones, and we will oftentimes be the most important member of a group. Uh. First thing you need to learn here is confidence. Uh. And while you're here, you will te- you will be taught confidence. With all due respect, ma'am, he says, and his shoulders straighten up now. I think you might be mistaking lack of confidence in others for a lack of confidence in myself. I'm actually very, very good at what I do. 
people around me I can't help but look out for when I'm not sure. Good. First step's already did. For now, lesson did. You're going into a new area, and it's going to have an entirely new set of oh. chemistry and na- oh. nature. And for now, since you're going to be stationed in Tetra for, for a bit, I believe it's time you learned a little bit more about Tetra and herbology. And she proceeds to stand up slightly and walk over to the other side of the room and start rustling around and pulls a big book out. Walks over and it is just labeled to you um, the nature and how is your friend. Tetra edition. Huh. We are going to go over different plants, both poisonous and not. And we are going to just go over the different types of uh, potions, or I guess you call them antidotes, mixtures, herbs, healing, huh. all the stuff you can make from it. Does this book have a lot of pictures by chance? Of course. We all, you have to have oh, a picture if you want to look at plant. Um, Not that big of a reader? I only learned relatively recently. Ah, that's why we'll be here to help you. And if we're not around, please ask your other squad mates. They'd be more than happy to help. All right. Right. By the way... All right, <laughs> and... Gonna... No, <laughs> yes. I saw that was... I was oh, stupid. Um, what were you going to say? You were probably going to say something real. No, I was just going to skip over. Oh, good. The, it uh, was good. It was a little we, cheeky we button. Three, it was. Skip over. By the way, um, you like homebrewed beer? And that was what that was going to be. So, <laughs> but he does, he does ask the question. <laughs> so. We'll skip and, uh, that, that was, till next there was time. No and, follow up uh, intended. We'll skip okay, over. incredible. Incredible. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, we're going to skip over to um, Maria work, uh, walking out of the building and looking over towards uh, Kaimon and being like, or, and talking to him saying, so are you ready to meet your squad? Yes. As, as you all are walking over, um, she starts talking and says, uh, well, normally we wouldn't let uh, people just randomly join this squad especially fresh academy recruits. However, due to your extenuating circumstances, yes, we do know about you. Uh, It has been allowed. I hope you aren't too agitated by the fact we had to look into you slightly. It's to be expected. Good. Well, I believe this is it. As you walk up into a uh, a manhole cover, this is one of the entrances to your squad. No reaction to that? Usually people at least a little bit flinch before when I bring them to the sewer entrance. Uh, I think Kai has definitely delved in a few sewers before. All right, well, 
do exactly as I do, and she stands uh, directly on top of the pipe, or on top of the, uh, the the manhole cover, and stomps her right foot hard as she could, and the manhole cover uh, just slides out from under her, and she just falls into a hole. And then it slides back and closes itself. Wow. Uh, I guess Kyle will walk over and imitate what he saw. As you do, the manhole cover will open up once again, and you proceed to fall into the hole. As you're sliding down... Yeah, yeah, straight up. (laughs) As you fall down, you're you're going through a slide right now. Uh, As you're sliding down this would-be sewer, uh, you're realizing there is an extreme lack of... uh, sewer smell and there is not a lot of like moisture here and um as you're, f- you're sliding down you're getting faster and faster with a couple sharp turns here and there and finally as you uh reach the end of the of the so-called slide um there is just a sharp uh just uh like foot like a like, not really a foot a wall with like a very deep footmark in it as in, as if it's been used like hundreds of times. Mm. So, like uh, a foothold? Yeah, it's like a foothold, and it's like an area okay. for you to like put your foot to stop yourself. Almost like uh, there's no real stopping like place for you to slow down. It's just you slide into a wall, kick it with your foot, and then you're back on your feet. Mm. As if it's a quick entrance to be used and then to keep going. Uh, as you see that, uh, I'm assuming you like hit the the thing and start kicking off. Yeah. All right. As you kick off the wall and start running again, you see Maria is there waiting for you, and as she sees you're you're running, she'll run with you, and say, uh, "There are dozens of entrances throughout the entire Soul Society or entire Tetra Soul Society branch. Entrances that the uh, Squad Two uses to go and move in between the squads on a covert mission." Whether that be stealth operations, assassination techniques, and or, let's say, underhanded methods with the different people in charge on commander's orders. Um, they, take, uh, only requ- uh, they take requests and strict guidance only from their captain and the head captain of, of, uh, of, of the entire Soul Society. I've been told that there's one above that, but I'm not too sure about that. So I have no real standing to say anything. Those are just simply rumors that I've heard. They don't take too kindly to those rumors, however, so I would advise not talking about them. I'm letting you know now, that way if you do hear something, you don't make the mistake of asking. Okay. Uh, as you do that, you're walking up and um, you uh, approach a like very bricked-in wall, and that is where like uh, Maria will stop and look at the wall and just kind of like put her hand against it and slide it around a bit, almost as she's she's feeling for something. She, uh, you see a slightly like a very very slightly um, crumbled and very different colored brick. She feels it and then pushes it in slightly 
and a door opens up from the um from the brick wall that you were right beside. And this really uh, is some scooby doo shit. <laughs> uh as, <laughs> as you guys um walk in, she stops uh as you guys are entering a very, very black, almost pitch black hallway, and raises her hands above her head. I would advise you do the same lest you be stabbed. Ty's going to put his hands up. As you do, there is a pointed almost blade to the back of your the back of you like the back of your spine. Mm-hmm. There is a blade being pointed at it. And you feel it being rubbed up against it and um um uh, you see Hold up. Um, real quick, I'm very professional. Uh, you see, like, starting, like, uh, little glints from when you open up the door. Um, there is now, like, light going into this dark hallway, and you're now seeing glints of, like, Shining metal and dagger formats. Give me one second. Mm, I do have dark vision. All right, I'm back. Very professional. Very professional. Mitch, edit that. Uh, if I, I if I can remember to edit this, probably will not edit this. I'm kidding. Leave it in. It's funny. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, so as you're seeing glints of metal of like different blades and whatnot, you start seeing the shadows move slightly. And with your dark vision, you're able to make them out better. Uh, you are seeing just a bunch of people and almost like different types of like black clothing coming out. Some of them and what you see is just stereotypical ninja outfits. Some actually is more akin to black leather outfits. Uh, very rough, like patchy uh, leather that is put together and sewn shoddily. And you see just like ripped up, like a, like, a, like ripped up cloth rimming from these people. And their blades are much more dull and ragged as if they've been used for years on years. Uh, they wear trench coats and they have. Um, what appears to be a blunderbust attached to the back of the back of their other uh, coat. Uh, here you see a joint operation stealth unit for the entirety of Soul Society, both the Earth and Tetra Brain. You see people from different aspects of uh, your stealth force are here. You see what you can only describe as um different types of shadows moving and that's when you start that's when you start hearing it just moving closer and closer towards you and that is when you hear a uh, a man from behind you it appears that the or sorry <clears throat> it appears that the master wishes to speak to you 
and is and she and like uh, Maria will turn over and look to her right and say, "Isn't that right, Sora?" And then you will see that um, a person in black, almost like a uh, very very uh, tight leather, kind of walks out and goes, "Maria, it." <clears throat> Sorry, I got to put a different voice on for this one. Maria, it's it's such a good, it's so good seeing you again. What brings you to our humble abode? As you see a, uh, um, uh, uh, about a six foot, like a uh, tall woman walk out with uh, very gray, almost white looking hair and very dark, dark grayish skin with black eyes walks out. If you're coming here, that means you're either here to make a request or to bring us information, which can't be the second one. So what do you need? And um, that is when Maria will answer, I'm actually here to bring you a new recruit. As today, a person has decided to join your ranks. And this utterly confuses um, Sora. She is looking at you like, we, we heard nothing about this. Um, are you sure this is for us? And Maria says, yes, due to extenuating circumstances they've skipped the normal process and we'll be joining you from there on forth and Sora just kind of like crunches her eyes a little bit and goes well I don't know if the master's gonna like that then speaking of which would he, would um would they like to meet the new recruits she looks at her, uh, Sora looks at you, uh, uh, looks at you, Kaimon, and goes, is he a special case, or? And Maria looks at, at her and goes, it's more of his place to tell than mine. If he feels at home and easy enough to do that, he will. But for now, I highly recommend that he meets the captain before. Captain finds out what happened with him, really. And for a good about five to ten seconds, you'll see that Sora doesn't say anything to you two. And she goes, all right, fine then. And proceeds to um, lower her hand in a downward fashion, and as if like just making a quick strike. And all of the, the blades that you see glinting in like the light immediately just disappear. And the blade that you felt on your spine, Kaimon, is gone. This way, and as she as she snaps her fingers, lights start appearing at torches in the alley, and you see a giant chamber forming, and Sora starts leading you down the chamber door, chamber hallway. As we're walking down the hallway, I'm gonna look over to Maria and say, uh, "Quite a welcoming, huh?" They are very serious about their secrecy. The fact that we didn't get stabbed here was only a blessing because. Well, I knew Sora by chance. I uh, we went to the academy together. I happened to know her that way, and that's possibly the only reason we're alive right now. Shouldn't we have uh, sent a message ahead? It honestly wouldn't have reached, and I wouldn't be surprised if the head captain or if, if the captain isn't already aware of you being here. Speaking of which, 
As you reach uh, the end of the chamber, you see a large door with um, inscriptions of birds uh, eating mice and other bigger birds eating uh, actual living people on both sides of the door in symmetry. And you see there is just a giant two handprints in the door as if they're meant to be pushed open. Sora places her hands on the the t- on inside the the craters, and you see that these are these craters. The hands are meant to be huge in comparison. She pushes, and the doors open up slowly but surely, and they open up to a very shining room with a cloaked figure on what appears to be a mountain of gold coins. And that is when uh, the hooded figure's head kind of pops up and you see a beak poking out from underneath the hood and you just see the, the beak move and all you hear is. The master wishes for you to approach. And as you do, the hooded figure stands up and reaches and you see what appears to be Big black feathery claws come from underneath the the cloak's sleeves and pulls down the um, the uh, the hood and opening up the the chest area for the cloak, revealing that there is an innately ornate, innately and ornate, a very ornate uh, dagger being shown to you with the symbol 2 carved into the hilt of it. And from that, you see just a bunch of different bird designs fluttering with it. And as the hood goes down, you're able to see this is a very, very large crow. And it is staring a hole in you. And that's going to be uh, a little surprised and taken back at what he's seeing and just mutters holy shit under his breath. Mm. Um, And it's just going to be staring at you and it opens its mouth and it just goes. And and the, the door immediately slams shut. And what appears to be guards are now crossing blades behind the clothes or on his on this side of the door as if singling you can't leave. And the bird, the, the now the now known bird person will turn over to Sora, who is, I will say now is a drow. And will proceed to make a uh, a sound over to her. And that is going and that is letting Sora know to ask you who are uh, to state your name. I am Endokaimon. It's gonna turn its head like clockwise and just kind of stare at you. And almost in perfect English, it's going to say, um, what are you doing here? I have come to join your squad. 
Ted turns the other way. Why? I am searching for someone very dear to me, and I feel I have skills that would be useful to your squad. The bird person will stand up and put their foot down, and they disappear. Like in the all the sh- the the flittering shining gold you see around you, they somehow manage to just barely slip out of sight in this shining bright room. Uh, go ahead and make a perception check. Um, 18. 18? Uh, one more time. Uh, that one's even worse. What is it? Uh, 15? 15? All right. Um, what were you taught recently? Spiritual pressure. Are you going to use it? Uh, absolutely. Go ahead. Roll. Nat 20. With that, go ahead and roll again. And then whatever you get, add a 10 to. 17. Um, all right. With that, you just barely notice it in time as a... Um, a black claw hand touches your shoulder from behind. And you feel just like beating eyes staring at you. And a as this is happening, your body kind of reacts slightly as it tensed right before he was going to do it and kind of moved in his direction. And he took notice of that. And what was going to be him killing you, you hear just a sheathing sound now and he walks out from behind you sparks coming from when he's sheathing as if it hasn't been it only ever gets pulled out every so often and he just shoves it in and there's just giant sparks coming out from he sits down and just in the goal that's jingling now and proceeds to stare at you and doesn't say or do anything for like a solid 10 seconds and proceeds to say, allow, allow, allow. And that is when Sora uh, proceeds to bow to him and raises her, her hand. And the guards behind you proceed to raise their spears. And the door opens up from the, from the other side. And that is when Sora will, without saying words, kind of like shake her head to like leave the room. And uh, Maria will take the hint and leave immediately. Are they hinting at me to leave with Maria or just Maria? To leave? Yeah, you're leaving with Maria, too. OK, I'm going to turn around and get the fuck out. Um. <laughs> Uh, as you leave, the door slammed uh, in front of you, and all you hear is just cackling from the other side of the door. <laughs> like, just a, a deep guttural... <laughs> like, different forms of laughing going in a higher pitch. And then you just hear a loud caw from the inside. 
and you finally realize what that meant on the door. Um, Sora will now speak to you and says, Good, you made a very good impression on the leader. Master was very pleased with your reactions. He took it easy on you, but um, I believed he did find that you could be very useful in the future, which is why he didn't kill you. So, very good on surviving. Welcome to uh, the new stealth force. And she proceeds to look you up and down and says, you will have to change your attire, though. If you're going to be one with the shadows, you need to look like the shadows. Tell me, have you ever heard of the Gray Man Theory? No, I have not. Gray Man Theory is the theory that one can blend in by looking the most absolute average as possible. You do not distinguish yourself. You can, plain, you can hide in plain sight. That is what most people believe they can do to avoid being detected. Blend in with a crowd and you can hide in the crowd. Here, we think that is idiotic, disrespectful, and first and foremost, very weak-minded. person from the true stealth shouldn't even be registered. You shouldn't even be able to be detected. We're going to teach you that here. If you didn't know stealth before, she kind of smiles at you, you're going to know it now. And that is where we're going to be ending today's episode. So, how'd you guys like today? Did you guys like your captains? I'm fine for my fucking life! Play <laughs> <laughs> the party, they said. It'll be fun, they said. <laughs> <laughs> we're all gonna die uh, we're all gonna die uh, I, mean, I don't know what you all are complaining about I'm reading books and learning about new cultures I got attacked by a Ooh, cat well, man yeah Kim, Kim gets to learn about skunk ape I'm sure I'm sure looking at a book I'll say that yeah. yep alright but, but to be more serious I very much do enjoy how each of the divisions like base is like very unique in that it's set up it's built just what it's around it's you know not like how in the show or in real life an office building is going to be an office but in this one is like we have giant fight pits everywhere we have a big tower of artifacts we have a giant um grass overgrown grass tower we have like you would not believe we have a weed tower yeah we have a weed, weed tower. tower we have, <laughs> we have um, weed. you know a hidden underground network in the sewers <clears throat> I, I was like I like that it's very good world building i was borderline looking at your messages the entire time <laughs> and trying not to laugh you can see, you hear little like pieces of me not like trying my best not to laugh, and I'm just like, oh my god, these little yeah, shit are being laid this right now. I, oh, oh, uh, <laughs> that shit, and I was just like, oh yeah, it caught me off guard a couple times. Uh, yeah, no, I'm glad you, um, I'm glad you all liked the little bit of world building we going on. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought the uh, the captains might be a good touch. 
I uh, wanted to get you guys introduced to them as early as possible. Some some of the times, like some of you guys' captains aren't really going to be there too often. So I wanted to get you guys introduced to them like at the very beginning so you know what you're dealing with here. Um, the fun ones, like uh, uh, the squad uh, squad uh, 11 captain, uh, I'm going to be having fun with that. Uh, Fuhana. She will. And she's going to be having fun with you too. <laughs> she gets new punch bags. Oh, God. Oh, my. <laughs> I need an adult. I need an adult. I uh, sorry. I think you mispro- you mispronounced step. Up. I need a safe word. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, hey! Mizu's not a kinky getting stepped on. No, you're gonna be used Coward. to it. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Um. Yeah, I guess we can end it off there. Uh, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Um, ho- uh, hopefully, uh, we can. Was this inspired by Ravnica or what is that? Ravnica. Oh, oh. Uh, don't worry about that. It's it's Ravnica? a Magic the Gathering. Oh, oh, okay. Well, I guess not. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Okay. So I guess we're, I don't know if this could cut out. Yeah, the guilds of Ra- on the plane of Ravnica Magic the Gathering are very much what you've made here. Sort of. Really? Did I just yes. accidentally oh, no, no, a copyright? No, no. Yes. Oh, I mean, because like the, the healers are kind of like uh, the Slesnia. Right. Yeah. Slesnia, the underground guys are a bit like the. Um, Black. Uh, oh, Orzov. Or, nope. Oh, Orzov is God, shit. The, oh, boy. I know. No, Orzov is a church. Demir, Demir, Demir. Whatever the blue black ones uh, are. Demir, yeah. Um, was- the. The culture one I was, went uh, would a little bit be Azorus, uh, kind of. Your 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 guild leader, Pollen, or your no, your guild leader. Uh. You guys got me going that now. <laughs> uh, your captain is actually uh, one of the ones I like the most making. Uh, he's a kenku, which means he can only speak via things he's heard. Um. So the reason was I was I was going mentioned yet? No, his name is uh, okay. He doesn't like no like like people knowing his name because Kenkus have a really difficult time coming up with names. Um, mm. so you'll probably hear it eventually. I'll bring it up, but I'll I'll tell you guys just now. Uh, his nickname and his code name that people use in the in the uh, in the squad, they just call him Crow because he's a Crow Kenku. So uh, the reason I was going ham with the with that new good old soundboard was because I was like, man, I want to use a soundboard somehow. How can I do that? Holy fucking shit, I can make the assassin kanku I've always that, dreamed that, of now. I know that feature just rolled out in, in one of my other group chats. We've been uh, watching movies with audio commentary together, and it's been hilarious, but using it to make a kenku's, oh my god, voice is actually genius. That was very cool. That was one of my favorite things, and my other favorite thing was, I know he's not my captain, but I want High Wing to be my dad. Not my daddy, I just want him to be my dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought, like, hey, yo, if we're going culture, I need to go, like, the most, like, deep metaf- metaphysical, metaphorical I've ever been on my life. I was like, "What do I make?" Oh yeah, Dilf. Dilf I literally Dilf said Eagle. he's. Gotcha. I said dad, not daddy. I specified. Yeah. Really? Because I made oh, him just a, he's a dad. I tried my best to make him, a him. I get it. Yeah. Dilf is a term. Either way, uh, yeah. No, I, I made him like that. I was like, all right, yeah, let's make him like just mm. like the chillest guy imaginable. 
Like, like that's it's just the dude you would just hang be a out meme with. Of high wing eating a sandwich with. circulating on the internet. Next thing we know. I would love that. Please, please give my characters life-fi drawings. Is um, in the normal player's handbook? I don't know if it's in the oh, player's yeah, no, handbook. It might be an expansion, it, actually. It's not in the... It is an expansion one. I can't oh. remember which one it's from. But okay. It's but I think we should leave oh, that was... it there because I think Craig is still recording. Yes, he is. So. Yes, it is. Anyway, hey, uh, yeah, I just want to get a little, little bit talking beforehand. Uh, yeah, anyway, we can go down the list from the voice channel we're in to talk about it. Uh, starting off with Kim, uh, let's say our buys. All right, so I've been Kimmy playing Wakumi. Have a nice night. Mitch? I have been Mitch playing Mizu. I've been Dell playing K, not Kai, and smoke them if you got them. I'm going to go Mitch, and do Mitch. that. I am Zoe. <laughs> I am Zoe playing Kiyoshiro Mitsurugi. I am Paulin playing Kai, <laughs> not K. And I am your DM, being your DM again. And with that, Paulin, can we get an outro? No. Okay. <laughs> and we'll... Hello, everyone. It's Mitch. Thank you for listening to Roll Pocto this week. We appreciate you all for taking the time to listen to our little shenanigans. If you enjoyed this, please give us a five-star review on the platform of your choice and leave us a review to help us get a little bit better on the algorithm. And we'll see you guys next time when it's time to Roll Pocto. Peace out, everyone. <laughs>